Hey, Dan, what's up? This doesn't sound like our normal intro. No, it's a little bit different. It feels different. Feels a little bit different. That's because today is our first episode in a series that we're doing in partnership with the Accounting Business Expo. It's nice to have a good partnership. It is. Uh, you may hear us talk about it on the episode, uh, but I just thought, good idea. Let's, let's just give them a little bit of a shout out here and uh, let people know what it's about. Yeah, so uh, hit us up with some of those sweet details. So essentially, Tim, it's held in Darling Harbour at the Convention Centre. ICC. Yep. Uh, on the 20th and 21st of March. Mm-hmm. It is free to attend as long as you register uh, before the 19th of March. I think that's a pretty sweet deal. Yeah, really, that's right. So, with so everything you're going to see. Literally, if you register up until the day before the event, you can go for free. Wow. What's at the event, Tim? Uh, so we have... I believe there's a whole bunch of different conferences like uh, Beyond Disruption, Business and Finance, SMSF Now, Business Advisors, Tax Today, The Progressive Bookkeeper, Financial Planning Next, and then there's uh, actually a whole heap of software providers that are going to be there as well. Yeah. Um, so it's a really good place to network with them, figure out what they're doing in the future, um, and network with other professionals in the industry. Yeah, that's right. And uh, one other thing I like, Dan, is you get CPD hours for this too. You do, Tim. You do indeed. Free CPD. That's got to be on Tim's hard ass tips, eh? (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I agree, Tim. It is great. It's a tight ass tip. But also, uh, it's just a great event. So head on down there. Uh, Hopefully, you're inspired by the interviews that we've got over the next four weeks or so. Uh, with guest speakers from the event, and uh, head in, register, go visit, enjoy yourself. We look forward to seeing you there. Hi, this is Tim. This is just a heads up that all the advice you're hearing in this podcast is general in nature. If you want something more specific, then feel free to contact us. Drunk accountant, drunk account, drunk, drunk, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk account, drunk, drunk, drunk account, drunk account, drunk accountant. Hello, and welcome to the podcast. Uh, This is the Two Drunk Accountants. My name is Dan. I'm Tim. And uh, with us today, we've got another episode uh, with our partnership with the Accounting Business Expo. And today we're chatting to Kylie Parker, uh, director at Lotus Accountants, author of the book Planning Plan B, and uh, a co-founder at Accountech Global. Hello, Kylie. Hi, Tim. Hi, Dan. How you going? I'm great. I'm great. Fantastic start to my day, chatting to you two guys. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic start listening to that intro, I bet. <laughs> yes, a bit of a chuckle. We had another chat with, uh, we were talking to Andrew Vanderbeek earlier this week, and uh, it's actually the first time that we've had a guest on that we play the intro live as we're recording it. And uh, <laughs> we, we, ne- we never realised... What? How silly that intro is until we play it with other people around. We, we said the same thing to him, and every time we play it now, we just we chuckle, we laugh to ourselves. Yeah, I particularly like the sound effects of the uh, the alcohol being poured. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it, yeah. <laughs> we, we, we've got that. Uh, we can play it any time now. We get the. There we go. <laughs> Uh, so it's good. Yeah. So today we're going to be uh, having a chat with you, Kylie, uh, just around a few things. Um, we're going to talk to you about, obviously, your book, Planning Plan B, uh, and specifically, you know, planning around around your business. Is that right? You know, the planning for a disillusionment of your business. Uh, yes. So the, the book's really designed for planning for unexpected, stressful events, and yeah, for yeah. a business dissolution is generally something people don't. Uh, plan to happen. It's something yeah. that you know, it can happen for various reasons, whether it be a physical fire, um, business fallout with your partners, creditor uh, issues, you know, a range of, of potential problems that can go along, uh, just not just cash flow. Yeah. And so the, the idea of the book is really trying to put in place practical and legal uh, protection for a number of life events so that if it does happen and you're really dealing with the stressful period and the emotion of it is uh, is obviously quite 
uh, heightened and, and difficult to deal with, that the practical side of it at least is already you've got a plan for. So that's the, yeah, the aim cool. of the book. Yeah, it's a great idea. And yeah, I'm looking forward to have a good chat about it. And uh, we'll also talk to you about your co-founder of uh, Account Tech Global, which is a great initiative. I'm looking forward to talk to you a bit more about that as well. Um, but beforehand, Tim, uh, what, what is, is the, the Tim and Demlo? <laughs> that one is live. Uh, uh, Tim, how's your week been? What have you been up to? Um, yeah, it's been great. Thanks, Dan. Uh, as you touched on earlier this morning, it's Valentine's Day. It today. is Valentine's Day today. So that's uh, an interesting one. I don't know if you've got any plans for Valentine's Day today, Kylie. But uh... I am actually catching up with a friend this evening. So my husband nice. spent oh. Thursday with his daughter. And uh, my son's got dance classes, so it's a. It's, I figured I might as well go out for dinner with a friend that. Uh, oh, that's good. Awesome. Yeah, that sounds good. Well, uh, yeah. Well, um, my my Tim and Dan Lowe for this week is um, I'm heading in to see John Butler Trio in Sydney tonight yeah. at the Opera House. Yeah, that'd be great. And Missy Higgins is playing as well. Yeah, she? yeah, yeah. That sounds so like a good it's, show. It's one of those days that people get up to lots of different things, isn't mm. it? It's an interesting one. It is. Yeah. My co-founder of Account Tech Global, Kelly, is actually going with her husband. They're down from Brisbane. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, going to meet up. Yeah, we might just be standing right next to them <laughs> <laughs> as we're jamming along to some John Butler. I can't wait. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. You, you've seen John Butler a few times, though, haven't you, Tim? Didn't you yeah. see him in New York as well? Like, yep. on a weird, yeah. Yeah, he just happened to be playing in the Central Park when when we were there, so we got a ticket to that. Um, but yeah, love him. We love John Butler Trio. That's so, cool. Uh, my Tim and Dan load, uh, yeah, as you said, Valentine's Day. Uh, <laughs> just be hanging out with my partner, Kat, tonight. She's got to do a bit of training, actually, so she'll be uh, yeah. dialed into a, a training course tonight, and uh, who knows what I'll be doing during that time. Probably watching telly or... Playing some Xbox. <laughs> planning my, uh, my trip to Japan a bit further, most likely. Nice. Uh, nice. Uh, yeah. How's your week been, Kylie? I've had a varied and interesting week. Oh, yeah? So yesterday I went to Microsoft Ignite tour. Yep. Okay. And, uh, kind of like to see what's happening in Office 365 and how we can better utilize some of the subscription That's a great idea. services that we're paying for already. Yeah, yeah nice. And I do like picking the brains of a whole lot of IT guys all in one spot. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. can be very good. Uh, yeah. And I've been onboarding a few new clients actually, so it's been interesting. Cool. With uh, still the business growing as well as everything else happening yeah. around it. Yeah, yeah. it's... Uh, we had an episode uh, a couple of months back now with uh, our IT guy just talking about the importance of you know ha having a, a partner in your business that is um, finding solutions for all those mm. things and especially with onboarding clients and all the changes with Microsoft and you, you, you share SharePoint and your mm. Microsoft Teams and the, the best way to utilize all that kind of stuff. Um, mm. Yeah, it's it's definitely definitely something we need to keep on top of. Yeah, it's constantly changing and so I was talking with a friend last night and showing her what I was going to set up within Teams yeah. and then just having an understanding of what fits in their programs. So for example in Outlook, groups will fit into SharePoint but mm. Teams you can't sort of move emails into but you can get an email address. So it's trying to work out sometimes from a user end point of view of how it makes it more efficient for us. So yeah. That, yeah. All that documentation is in one spot. But uh, there's sure. no, no perfect solution at the moment. Oh, it's tough, isn't it? And and for accountants mm. in particular, um, you could even look at SharePoint as a new sort of business intelligence tool, really, because oh, definitely. yeah, you can have your database yeah. in there. Um, mm. You can have a whole bunch of uh, flows that can work in mm -hmm. with SharePoint. So say a new client onboarding process, um, mm. and then you can actually track statistics from it. Um, yeah. so yeah, that's, we're looking at that right now too, but yeah, it is, mm. it's, it's so custom that like you, you said, it's, it's, start. yeah, <laughs> you really do need to figure out what you want it to be first. Um, yeah. you need to do a bit of planning, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, I, I could talk about that for a long time, but uh, <laughs> the one thing that was particularly interesting yesterday was, so obviously they've, they've got Skype for business, but they're now using a Teams online meeting. Uh, functionality yeah, and it's awesome. And we've, we've used it. Yeah. Okay. 
And so that's the thing. So putting that in the team environment, and then apparently they've got now an ability to search. So say if you've missed the meeting, but you've got the recording in there, you can actually have a functionality using AI where you can search that, and it will search for key words that have been mentioned. So mm. that you can search for your name or a particular area of topic, and so it will show you at what point that's happened, and you can just watch that bit rather than ah, that's being very sure cool. or watching a, an hour. So there's lots of interesting things they're doing. So it's sometimes good to know where they're heading. Yeah. Something right now might not work, but are you better off moving things across because yeah. down the track it's going to be better? So. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, from from our point of view with the with the teams meeting, we actually recorded a couple of podcasts through it when when Tim was away okay. for, yeah. for a few weeks. We we were able just to chat using Teams and, and record it that way, and yeah, yeah. It, it automatically just saved the file and two different tracks for us, and it was yeah. easy to um, easy to grab the recordings that way. Mm. Um, efficiently and uh, yeah it, it could have transcribed it for us too yeah which is yeah. Yeah. awesome yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, and now I'm, I'm curious to see what tech stack you've got actually now yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah we're, we're always changing but yeah I feel like we've I always feel like we have a long way to go yeah. and a lot to discover still and I, I think that's that's part of what keeps um, keeps people and like it keeps us ahead essentially is that we're, we're constantly looking for just that attitude of it's never finished <laughs> <laughs> yeah and and i think now too that there's a, a different expectation from our clients as well in terms of technology so the, the conversation i just uh jumped off uh, prior to our chat was around the yoga studio and mm -hmm. so whilst i would still come from that of a point of view it's a new client the trial balance needs and things being fixed up and in making sure that things are set up so that it's you know taxes are being minimized legally and, yep. and yeah. it's an optimal structure so she's more into i've had a few clients that have been unhappy because they you know well the subscription didn't go through and something happened here so so to me it's now that two-sided approach where we go okay so this is what we're good at which yeah. is the tax compliance side of it we still need to get this right because otherwise whatever else you're doing it's you know not built on a good That's strong the foundation, foundation. Yeah. yeah but then let's once we've got that all bedded down then let's go in and have a look at your systems what can we automate what sort of not connecting properly Definitely. and and you know at the end of the day what matters to our clients is their day-to-day -day interaction with their clients That's and so how do we make that a, a better process and and that's again all changing yeah, yeah. It is, it's becoming a, a crucial part of our job really. As, as yeah. you said, well, once we get that compliance right and, and it's built on a foundation that's solid, well then a lot of the job is, okay, well how do we make, as you said, your day-to-day -day life in your business better um, and looking through those systems and looking through the automation and looking through the, the various apps that they use and what, what's the right mix for them. Um, it, it's, it's fun and exciting, um, but yeah, it is, it is an, a new challenge that, that we face. Hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so Tim, uh, why don't we move on to the business update then? Yeah, sure, uh, business I, update. I, I've got a Valentine's Day theme one. Uh, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> uh, so an article I read this morning on the ABC, um, many of Australia's flowers are actually imported. So a, a lot of people wow. buying a lot of flowers on Valentine's Day. Um, and it's not just on Valentine's Day, but through the entire year what? that a large majority of the flowers that you're buying uh, were grown in other countries and imported here for us to buy. I cannot believe that. Yeah, so I, I, I just kind of assumed, you know, flowers, they wilt, they die pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, that of course, they're grown here. But uh, about six, uh, $67 million worth of flowers land on our shores every year from wow. places as far as Ecuador, Kenya, and Singapore. Wow. Yeah, but um, what this article kind of goes on to say is that potentially this might change a bit because uh, biosecurity laws are getting stronger. And a, a recent review found that a, a lot of these flowers wouldn't meet biosecurity wow. levels. Um, <laughs> so potentially... The cost uh, of flowers are going up. You're right, that's right. So there's going to be, you know, the, the, the growers in, in Australia potentially might, uh, might be getting a bit more business. But it's not just because it's cheaper overseas. Apparently, just that a lot of their flowers are better because we don't uh, have the climate to true, grow them. You know, they true. grow different roses that we can grow. Well, um, all that kind of stuff. I'm not sure about you, Kylie, but I love a good native flower. <laughs> and they can't go, I guess they could grow overseas, but, yeah. um, but we're better to get them from than in Australia. Yeah, so, that's true. Yeah, that is true. But yeah, um, not many people buying native flowers today. A lot of roses being purchased today, Tim. So that, that's an interesting Wait. one. <laughs> I love a good native flower, but thanks, Dan. That's a good one. Mm. That's a great one. Um, Kylie, have you got any business updates to add? Or? Well, 
I think ASIC have had a business update. They've updated their logo. Oh, really? That's an interesting yeah. one. Have, have a look quick back. look yeah. at the ASIC logo. A bit, bit of a, uh, a face refresh but <laughs> after a bit of criticism copped from them. Is that what they're spending all our annual review fees on? <laughs> <laughs> well, how much do you think they've spent on changing a logo? Oh, Probably a lot, I'd imagine. I'd it. love to know. $100,000, so oh, it's uh, no been a little bit of media pushback on that one because <laughs> when you actually have a look at the logo, uh, there's just basically the words ASIC uh, changed the font and bolded. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. There's a comparison yeah. picture and there's, a, there's one on the left that's slightly smaller ASIC and not bold and then there's one on yeah. the right and it's just, it's almost like they've just clicked the text box and made it bigger oh and clicked bold. God. That's That's all they've done. Yeah, wow. apparently a lot of the money is spent on new stationery. So it's still being right. question is why aren't they paperless? Yeah, right. exactly right. And what, what's the point of even updating that? <laughs> I don't understand. Oh, oh, making, oh. making it more bold means they're going to be more f a firm stance on, on the banks. <laughs> or, 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 or almost, every, um, almost every form that we lodge now is all done electronically. Like there's, there's a couple that still need to be lodged by oh. paper. But even, even so, I mean, mm. most communication these days from ASIC is electronic. Well, yes. Why do they need so much stationery? Well, I think they obviously had some excess funds with all the limited license oh. sales that went through prior to 31 December. Mm. That's crazy. <laughs> that is crazy. Oh, That's a great one. That's a really good business update. I like that. Um, well, I actually had one which um, we were tweeting about um, earlier in the week, Kylie. Uh, it was the Mountain Sounds Festival. Yes. Um, got cancelled uh, over the weekend, which I was pretty upset about. Um, we're located on the Central Coast, so I've actually never been to Mountain Sounds Festival. Um, but I was always happy Aware that there was one yeah. on the coast. A three-day um, camping festival, had a lot of great um, acts, like world-class acts coming and performing. Um, but in light of the New South Wales government um, changing... I suppose the rules around live music and festivals and uh, with some, some unfortunate um, and sad deaths that have occurred because of drug-related uh, activities, um, they had to cancel the festival. So Yeah, it was because the security requirements for them went up like tenfold, didn't it? it was... Yeah, so um, there's pays, user pays police. Mm. Um, so what that means is... Uh, the festival actually has to pay for the police presence, yeah. which is fair enough um, because the taxpayer probably shouldn't pay for police to be at a music festival. Yeah. So that's fair enough. Um, but what happened was the original quote for the user pays police presence at Mountain Sounds was like $16,000 or something. And that was for 11 police staff across mm. the event. Um, and that then a week out from the event, um, increased to $200,000 <laughs> uh, because they wanted 45 police officers there rotating on a 24-hour basis. And that's, that's a week out from the A event. week out. Oof. So based on... That's the thing that irks me the most, I think. Um, based on some, I guess, recent events, um, they've just completely backflipped. And for political reasons, perhaps, yeah, um, they wanted to them, increase the police yeah. presence. Um, yeah, and there's a whole bunch of ways to look at it. I was listening to Hack on Triple J earlier in the week on Monday. They were breaking it down. Mm. Um, but yeah, the music industry is not happy with the New South Wales government, that's for sure. And even Blues Fest. I'm going to Blues Fest in... In April, which yeah. is on the Easter weekend in April. Yeah. That's in Byron, That's in Byron Bay. Byron, yeah. It always has been for 30 years. Yeah. The, uh, the group that runs that are talking about moving it to Queensland um, next year. You don't know how much of that's just a little bit I of... I know, I know. You know, but what making happens noise if, to change I'm going to be devastated if a week out from Blues Fest... It gets cancelled. It get can Yeah, it gets canned. And I've got my accommodation booked. I can't cancel that. So I'm just going up to Byron Bay, driving a long way. For uh, a beach holiday <laughs> in in April. <laughs> yeah, that is that's a good business update. That's an interesting one. Um, they uh, and they obviously, I mean, the reason we were tweeting about it was because maybe they weren't planning for Plan B. Yeah, exactly. And that's kind of what I was about to say is that maybe we should do an episode one day on the economics of music festivals, like oh, how they actually so work. So interesting. Yeah. 
Yeah, actually, um, there was a guy on Triple J who said, um, I don't know, there's some festival that's been going for 10 years, but they actually carry loans. So um, right. they have debt. And um, based on year to year, if the festival makes a profit, um, they either, I guess, eat into that debt mm. uh, and reduce it. Or if the fest- festival's not as successful as they were planning, then mm. they might actually increase that debt. So, so it's kind of like a farm. They're just, yeah, they're, they're, well, they're teetering on a very, like on a knife edge yeah. every year, depending on weather and acts. But it's no wonder they collapse pretty quickly then. It's interesting stuff. It's sad for the small businesses that would have taken part in that. There's festival. a lot That's of Central Coast small about. businesses that, you know, the food trucks and whatnot that would have planned on making a killing over three days over at a festival. Days, yeah. um, the amount of, you know, hot dogs and burgers and things that would be selling <laughs> at a festival would be huge. Not to mention the employees yeah, that exactly. would be employed to, for that weekend. Mm, so. It's a good one, Tim. Thank you. Good one. All right, uh, Tim, what's your tight ass tip? Yeah, my tight ass tip. So, Kylie, a bit of background on this. Um, I have been accused of being a tight ass uh, in my time, and uh, it's something I'm proud of. <laughs> <laughs> I like to refer to it as uh, the art of, of tight ass ism. Actually, mm. that's that's what I. It's it's a movement. Tim's like the uh, Marie Kondo of being a tight ass. <laughs> Love tight it. Tight ass sparks joy for Tim. Yeah, it does spark joy for me. Mm. Um, I've I've loosened the reins a little bit of late, but. Uh, but I do have a lot of ideas on it still. So, um, yeah, this week's tight ass tip came from... I'm going to the Red Hot Chili Peppers in a couple of weeks. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to title it Group Transport. Group Transport. All right. <laughs> so, go away. Go for it, Tim. <laughs> Bit of a, a slip then. Freudian slip. Yeah, go away. Um, yeah, so a group of us, uh, heading up to the festival and we were looking at options to get there and back. It's a little bit problematic because there's not a lot of accommodation in the Hunter Valley Mm. and there's heaps of people going to this festival for Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so we had the option of, um, booking a Rover, which would take us from a McDonald's on the coast to the Hunter Valley. Uh, it's actually $45 per person though. So during the week I started thinking, well... Why don't we just hire a van, like a Kia Carnival or something like that? And from one Thrifty. person be a Dezo. Yeah, one person go Dezo. And mm. so we ran the numbers. Considerably cheaper. Yeah. As long as you don't have to pay the driver, you could save yourself about 200 bucks. That's pretty good. Across eight people. That's great. Um, and it was just as cheap for a 12 seat minivan. So the more people, the cheaper it is, Dan. That's awesome, Tim. Yeah. So, <laughs> I'm so pretty excited about essentially this. Essentially, your title tip today is uh, just. Carpooling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's ask, true. How much time have you spent in organizing? Yeah, it's, it's a really good point, Kylie. Uh, <laughs> Kylie, yeah, it, that's a really good point. And, and um, I was messaging the group about this and several of them didn't agree with my philosophy on Tidarsism. <laughs> so they were keen for the rover and I'm going to drive my own car now. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll still save myself 90 bucks. In the uh, rover tickets. See, my issue was it's going to drop you back at Macca's at midnight. Then you've got to add the cost of the taxis as well. To get from Macca's to your house. Imagine that surge surge pricing for Uber at that time, Dan. Yeah. 50 people getting off a bus. That's true, Tim. It's true. Well, once again, you've demonstrated your uncanny ability to be a giant tight ass. (laughs) So congratulations on that. Thank you. I'm very proud of it. (laughs) Uh, All right. Well, I think uh, it's probably time for our main topic. Yeah. Let's jump into it. Let's jump into it. So, Kylie, uh, yep. I think we'll start off with, with your book, The, the uh, Planning Plan B, and uh, specifically uh, the chapter about uh, the business. So, uh, why don't you give us a bit of background, I guess, to start with on what inspired you to write the book? Obviously, a lot of people don't plan for, for Plan B. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, then we can start diving more specifically into... Um, yeah, having a plan B for your business. Thanks. Well, Tim's uh, segue actually, the tight ass tips is a good one because obviously with the, uh, yes. the RBA, is it? With uh, the New South Wales Transport as well, having a. Yeah. Was it RBT with a, you know, what is your plan B for getting oh, yeah, true, true, true. That is a great one. I love yeah. it. I uh, wish I thought of that. <laughs> uh, you no, should do so this podcast, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> uh. so, uh, the, the impetus 
after the book really came around, I, I, I kind of got sideblinded with two events within six weeks of each other. So yeah. a, a divorce and then also a business fallout of my own with uh, three business partners that I had in a, an accounting firm. Right. That's and huge in a peri- in a, in, within two months. Yeah, mm. six weeks. Yeah. I got smashed. So wow. uh, for me and my manager at the time was going on maternity leave uh, a week after they asked me to leave. And so I was just, it was um, March. I was already thinking about just looking after my two kids and, and mm. just my own mental health and dealing with the divorce. And and mm. then that happened. So I, I kind of really had to take a bit of a step back. And it was actually while I was driving to Newcastle. On a, a, so that, that road trip was a good one to, to think yeah. over the course of the weekend. And the I kept thinking, yeah. well, how am I going to do this uh, in terms of starting up a new business straight away, given what else was going on in my personal life? Yeah. And I actually then, on the drive back, just went asked myself, well, why? Why am I doing this? At the moment, yes. uh, my clients are still going to be looked after in the, the firm where I was. Mm. They had the, the resources to still be doing that. Yes. And uh, so I just made the decision to step away from it mm-hmm. and then just get myself in order. So my clients and staff that I had worked with, they were all really understanding. And so then I had a period of, I had to sell the house as a result of those changes. Yeah. Uh, where we had been planning to sort of keep that for a two-year period and then see where things were at. Yeah. So it meant that I was moving into a, a, an apartment that I sort of bought and wanted to renovate that. So I had, uh, within six, well, sort of anything about five months, sort of uh, selling a house, renovating a house, uh, sorting out all the legal work for our own divorce, financial settlement. And I was really fortunate to be given an office from one of my old partners from years ago. Yeah, right. And he just sort of said to me, yeah, yeah, here's an office, just as long as you, you need it and to get yourself sorted. So he was amazing support. Awesome. And so for me, I went through all that. And then I had a lot of clients that were really good clients who were wanting me to do work. And so I ended up starting Lotus Accountants. And at this point, uh, Lara had had, who's my manager, had had her baby and uh, was wanting to look at coming back into to work. Mm-hmm. And so we started Lotus Accountants, which is sort of really that whole idea of no mud, no lotus. So from something mm-hmm. you know, muddy beginnings, that something beautiful can grow. Yeah, and so okay. that started. And then I ended up working at Zero for a little while. So for me, while I was working at Zero, I'd learned so much through the process mm-hmm. and really seeing the number of accounting firms that you know we we are automating the the back-end process. So typically in accounting firm, you know, you'd have staff coding paper bank statements, they'd key that data, they'd produce the financial statements, they'd be Excel reconciliation. So so that's all changing. Yeah. And so for me, everyone talks about business advisory services, mm. but I felt there was also a need around when someone gets divorced, what yeah. do they fight over? Their kids and their money. Oh, when sure. someone passes away, what, you know, what do families have issues with? Again, it's money and... The, the family side of it. So I, I'm not an expert in psychology and and dealing with that side of the fallout, but hmm. the actual side that you can do in putting in place you know, business plans, insurance. So how can you set that up so that if an event happens, that you have a starting point? And the idea of it is that it leaves the the sort of the pragmatic side is dealt with and you can actually just deal with the emotional side of getting yourself through nice. whatever it is you're experiencing. Yeah, that's really important. So, that's it. so the one of the part then on the business dissolution is obviously being an accountant, having seen businesses that do not not succeed. I've certainly got some ideas along the way of what works and what and what doesn't. Mm. And obviously cash flow is a, a huge part of that. And so having yeah. real time information and being able to make decisions is is a huge key. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately a lot of people still don't have that. Like so oh. I was talking to someone yesterday and they were still felt that they were giving their keeper the same information in the same manner they've done for ten years and someone raised the question have you considered going to zero? They've asked the bookkeeper and they said, oh, actually we've been using zero for the last three years. Oh. They just hadn't shown the client, you know, hadn't asked them into the file, hadn't shown them themselves a different manner of doing things. Oh, so, no. So even with things being automated, there's still a lot that can uh, be changed as to what information is available. So obviously, uh, the, the chapter just goes through around uh, some of the things in being successful and mentioned sort of you know, 
I think a lot of us think that if we have a good enough idea that it can be successful and we'll make a lot of money, I think mm. it'll be a Warren Buffett or <laughs> or a Richard Branson. Yeah. But, uh, mm. So well, I think the, the two films that I mentioned in there are called Becoming Warren Buffett and The Founder. So they're actually a really great way for any business owner to have a look at the success of those two businesses and, and how they've gone about that in quite different manners. Yeah. But the key underlying themes are persistence and focus. Yeah. So I, I think by having a, a, a focus on your financial information and making sure that the people that are helping with that advice uh, are to be trusted and how you go about doing that is, is really key uh, to potentially, you know, to make sure the business is going to be successful, but also you know, business plans and uh, insurance or pay a key key part of contingency planning and you know, any big company they've all got risk management uh, policies in place so planning plan B it's, you know, some people think they might jinx themselves <laughs> where it's not it's you know it's, it, what happens when you get onto a plane you know, straight off there's the lesson if for the event of emergency yeah. we all know where the exits are yeah, you know none of us so think true. oh my gosh that's terrible I'm planning for a plane crash <laughs> <laughs> It's so true. It's so true though. Um, uh, we see it a lot too, like uh, with our clients. Um, it, it is good to raise that what if scenario. So what if your business does fail? Um, mm. You need to have some sort of idea of what's going to happen. Um, yeah, and w what if some life events do happen, um, like a separation or a death? Um, yeah, we need to basically have a bit of an idea about what's going to happen because mm. they're all such emotional things um, that, like you said, making sure the schematics are done properly is mm. going to be your last thought in, yeah. when, you're, when you're in and amongst it. So, uh, yeah, it's very interesting that um, you used your personal experience um, and um, your business experience to sort of combine those and, and create a really vital product for people. Yeah, I think it's I think it's you know crucial of any risk planning measure. You know, if you've got to think of what can go wrong and, and have a plan for it. You know, a plan B, mm. um, just in case that does happen. As, as Tim said, when you're in that moment, you're not thinking rationally always. You know, you're going to no. be emotions are high. If but if you've already thought yeah. about all right, if uh, you know my my one key staff member who I desperately need. Yeah suddenly one day it turns around and says, I quit tomorrow. Um, yeah. Well then, yeah, how do you handle that? If you've thought about it in the head, well, you just kind of pull out your, your handbook and you say, all right, well, here's, here's my 10 steps to fix that in the short term. Perhaps even subconsciously, you might be, I don't know if you've written this into your book anywhere, Carly, but uh, you might even subconsciously be more able to deal with it if yeah. you have perhaps even considered the possibility that, that could happen <laughs> to you one day. <laughs> So. Yeah, I'm sure there's some psychology around like your, your neural pathways as to, yeah. you know, when, if you've already, I mean, it's that uh, high level training that athletes do, isn't it, that they True. imagine the race before they run it. Yeah. Um, so, so you're probably right there. But I mean, a really good example, probably another a good idea for a business update was the, the death of the crypto CEO. Yeah, Bill I Cotton. saw that. Yeah. Oh. So, yeah, so we sort of, I do talk about. Uh, so obviously that's a massive business disruption yeah. caused by the death of someone. So if he'd had an estate plan that had the passwords in it that was stored securely mm. that somebody else could have access to, then you know, that business could have still had the longevity where now obviously because that's happened, he's died and it looks like the business is going to, to cease as well. Oh, so yeah. definitely you know, a key person insurance and contingency planning. So he didn't have any of that in place. No, so he, he I think no he, he was the only one with the password yeah. to access all these funds. Oh. And he yeah. died. And, and, and he had crypto, so yeah. he's nowhere and to he get it. health issues. Yeah. Mm. Oh, and my God. Yeah, so crypto, there's one person apparently that uh, they threw out an old server. And oh. it, was, it was worth, yeah, a billion. So that's, I think for us as advisors as well, that, you know, if you look at all our clients and you look at, you know, where, so for a business, so where's their domain? name stored who you know if it can't be paid or updated True. how you know how does that ip be maintained so you've got all levels of online mm -hmm. ip you've got all the personal information you've got social media accounts so mm -hmm. it's you know, so yes the 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 idea there is that if you look at your life and should something happen um you know how can 
can that be paid for? I mean, I've actually, I'm going through a personal example at the moment that uh, my uncle, who he works for a, an online company and was tasked to go over to Bangkok to set up their Asia-specific operations. Okay. And he's, he's 63, he's got two kids that are 16 or 14 from his second marriage. He's yeah. split from his wife while they've been over there. Yeah. And but I'd know he'd still have an Australian super here, and I don't know personally about the wills and everything, but he's been diagnosed with uh, terminal cancer, uh. and so like so my uh, family are about to sort of fly over and see him, but uh. how do you even raise at this point, he's still in a situation where he's got two children from the first marriage, uh. but the two younger children, they're overseas in Bangkok, the superannuation is likely to be held in Australia still with insurance, yeah. I'm not sure, but that, uh, and then he's also in a position where he's been running the, you know, the operations for this business, and I think they've got about 40 staff, so the impact they're going to have. So, you know, it only takes, the, the impact of something happening to one person is, uh, is so widespread. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that affects um, different generations and lifetimes, I guess, in different ways. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. amongst family yeah. and business. So, um, just on your, on your book, I'm, I'm quite intrigued uh, as well, Kylie, to know, have you always been a big planner? <laughs> <laughs> I, I have, yes. <laughs> um, I do have, uh, I'm currently with my third husband, so do my plans always go to plan? No. <laughs> but, um, no, I, I, I probably started, uh, even when I did my HSC going back years ago, mm. I would put an Excel spreadsheet up and what days I'd study and when. Yeah, you're destined to be an accountant. That all, that all hits home for us. <laughs> trying to get my children to do it now and they just look at me like I've got two heads. <laughs> <laughs> Makes perfect sense to that? us. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Very cool. Um, uh, it's something that um, I can really relate to actually when I was, uh, it makes me really want to read your, your book actually or buy it for my wife because my wife is uh, like a planning, uh, she's in a planning frenzy all the time. <laughs> Everything must have a plan. Yeah. And uh, it's made me more plan focused. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm pretty laid back sort of guy. But um, yeah. one of the things we love doing now is just sitting down over a coffee and planning. <laughs> I, 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 it's, must, it's I must admit, I, I'm a big planner. I, yeah. I, I plan a lot. Uh, <laughs> and just little things like, you know, wake up in the morning and you plan your day. This is, you know, yeah, plan uh, out your routine. I think the important part is, is to have the plan in place um, and then just go with it you know, this is after the, that. Well, this is the thing I was yeah. thinking about, um, but I, I don't necessarily always have a plan B. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's, that's, I think you're right. Yeah. Um, you know what they say, Tim, if you uh, fail to plan, you're planning plan to, to fail. fail. <laughs> <laughs> Great fortune cookie, that one. <laughs> Uh, I, uh, like Mike, Mike Tyson's got one that uh, everyone has a plan until they get punched in the face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that's a good one. So good. I that's a good that. one. Uh, uh, you raised a really interesting point earlier as well about um, you know uh, you can have a great idea, um, but really you know a successful business has has two sides. Then it's you know one you have to have a decent idea, but then you have to have decent implementation around mm. it, and then maybe just a smidgen of luck. But yeah. but mm. you know if if you're if you've got a bad idea with decent planning, it's not going to go great. And you need to plan for that. If you've got a great idea and decent planning, well, that's that's a recipe for success. So, mm. without that planning and organising and you know implementation side of it, um, cool. anything could go wrong. Yeah, for sure. So, what other yeah. chapters have you have you got in the book um, other than the business side of things? So there's I've made them all start with D in the end. So okay. it was based off, it's called a Holmes and Ray stress scale. So yeah. it was developed by two psychiatrists in the 1960s hmm. and they looked at the medical records of over 5,000 people to consider how stress, stressful events had impacted on their health and so it was a bit of a precursor as to um, serious medical issues down the track. Hmm. And so it's, they can actually sort of take the test of how many have happened in a year and if you're over 100 then you kind of really need to... Uh, have a holiday, I think. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> try, wow, that's interesting. Try. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, what it? it's actually over 300. means you have an 80% chance of developing a stress-related illness. Oh, God. And so when I did have all this happening, I actually developed, well, I still consider it was like a stress high. Yeah. And, and so, you know, I was 
was out there online RSVP dating with dress eyes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> everyone reacts differently to uh, when things go wrong, and mine was uh, was just to um, to meet a number of different people that were experiencing breakups and things. So it was yeah. actually yeah, everyone deals with things differently. Yeah. But uh, yeah, having uh, blistering bubbles sort of all the back of my neck. So you oh. know your immune system's yeah. out of whack. So the stress happening. really wow. is the response. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. So gaining an understanding of what it does physically and how you need to then sort of counteract that in particular when you're going through those periods of, you know, really trying to get whatever works for someone. It might be long walks from the dog, beach, yeah. relaxing, meditation, yoga. Mm. Cool. Uh, it's quite important. So it doesn't touch that in the, the book, but it, it really, of those uh, stressful events, I've chosen ones then that are deliberately unexpected. So nice. yeah, okay. the idea... Yeah, so the idea that, you know, everyone is going to pass away and, and generally retire mm. is something that, whilst can still be stressful, is something that you can plan for. Yeah. Uh, so, the, so it is designed for unexpected. So I still, it's, it's death, divorce. Uh, I do have two chapters for divorce with and without kids because they're both different. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, there's uh, disability or incapacity to accident or illness. Yeah. Uh, Dismissal from employment, disaster occurring while traveling. So that yeah. story, uh, so what happens in the book is I talk about what you can do practically to, in the event that that, ha- that happens, obviously travel insurance there is the key. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, then I've also have in the book a story of someone that's actually had that experience. And so wow. a, a boss that I had previously, his daughter was killed in a, a moped accident in Thailand. Oh. And so his uh, other daughter has actually, well, they've now found a, founded a foundation uh, called Nicole Fitzsimon Foundation and so they raise funds for Kate now goes around to schools and helps with travel education so oh, in particular wow. school this week. What a great idea. But, you know, yeah, so it, it talks about, you know, I've had a client that, uh, talking about music festivals, he's actually involved in organising the Arias every year. Oh, uh, yeah. He'd be a good person to talk about, yeah, the, the cost of, yeah. of projects like that. That'd be super yeah. interesting. And, yeah, and within, I think it was two or three years apart, so he finished organising the Arias and then he went on a group uh, cycling ride and the first time he was hit by a car, he almost died. And then he was hit again three years later, like again that same sort of time period. No so yeah, he's, he's into yoga now. He's, I don't think he's on the road anywhere near as much. Wow, <laughs> yeah, it's so dangerous. Yeah. One of my childhood mm. heroes, James Hurd, always gets hit by cars. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, he's been hit twice. And the most recent one, I, yeah, well, broke so many bones. So I dangerous. don't know how people do it. It's, uh, I know. It's too scary. Stress but then the other two are depression and, which, yep. you know, that actually sometimes when these events occur is then one of the byproducts of that as well. Yeah. So hopefully by having a plan in place, it's actually you are less likely to suffer depression because, True. you know, it, you don't have, you're not as overwhelmed. Yeah. Uh, and then a the distress style of a home. So they're the, the 10, nice. 10 events oh, that are discussed. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're good. Sounds really interesting. Yeah, yeah. they're great. Mm. Um, <laughs> that's interesting. That's not actually a comment that I've heard before. <laughs> well, I mean, I, maybe depressing. from the accountant's perspective, <laughs> yeah. uh, I'd love to know what sort of things you, you sort of say uh, for each of those topics. Um, yeah, I suppose for getting through it and planning for that plan B. Planning, yeah, because yeah. like, and, and it makes sense. I mean, you, you don't. You don't want to enter into a brand new marriage thinking, all right, what do I, what do, I do when we get divorced? <laughs> but it, it is yeah. a good idea, I guess, just to be like, okay, well, I just want to make sure I, I am fine. I'm not planning for this to happen, but if it does, I know what to do and I have mm. things in place to ensure that I'm going to be fine. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it, it makes a lot of sense. I, I like well, it. I think, so, so part of why I really, in terms of writing it, like I know it's not going to be a book that gets picked up at the airport before you jump on a plane. Yeah. Uh, so it really for me was to then have accountants and financial planners purchase the book in bulk so that they've got a conversation starter to have with their clients because yeah. it is a difficult conversation to have yeah. and I do find now with all my clients they're, because it's sort of been mentioned so much and they're used to it around me like, you know, we literally did have somebody who uh, had been single most of his life he's, he's met somebody uh, and, and I said to him don't do anything drastic in the first year no buying a house together, just you know, wait things settle down a little bit. Yeah. And uh, he rang me and said, I you know how you said not to do anything big in the first year. I said, oh, can I come in on Monday? I just want to have a chat to you. <laughs> and she'd fallen pregnant within the ten, first 10 weeks. Oh. And, uh, and so he's uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> they're talking about it, was, I suppose, an unexpected event. But, uh, but 
but he actually just went straight in and he sort of organised uh, wills and um, oh, nice. did a whole lot of insurance around what he's doing, making made him a little bit more focused That's on good. the business and the setup. Mm. And I think for me, he probably wouldn't have uh, had it not been for it's just such an in-your-face um, yeah. part of my business now, I suppose, that he, he just was like, hey, well, let me put these things in place and a new... You know, I've got a good network now of insurance brokers and different ways in which we can organise wills. Cool. Yeah. And so he doesn't. Yeah, he's not even thinking about any of that now. Yeah, he's, that's great. It's awesome. Me deep in nappies. Half <laughs> <laughs> his luck. So, um, <laughs> so, so people can know. You know, if if they've been listening to us and they're interested in in, in reading your book, uh, I, I know obviously it's available because we're all looking at it. It's available on Amazon, Kindle, and yep. paperback. It says. Uh, mm. But but where else can they get your book? Just just through Amazon, or where's the best place? So I've got a website called planningplanb.com yep. mm-hmm. and so it does have a link to be able to just buy direct and I'll, it's actually me posting it out at the moment or <laughs> cool. the uh, online, Amazon's probably the, the one that seems to be um, the most, uh, you know, it, some of them would take a little while to be sent out. Okay. So that was another actually interesting process, Just I just made the decision to self-publish it yep. mm. um, and I think I do. I think I've become more control freak after all the events that have happened. Yeah, <laughs> so it's so uh, and so as a result, even just learning and when you talk about your tight ass tips, I kept getting quotes for what yeah. it would cost me for printing and for editing and and so I found all the the tight ass ways you can publish your own. Awesome. Books. I love I it. Mm. Well, I'll have to catch it's, up and have a coffee really... and discuss that one time, Carl, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I get more inquiries actually from different people that are writing books and how do they do it. You <laughs> should write a book on that. <laughs> yeah, write how to. Yeah. Maybe we could co-author the tight yeah. self-publication book or something. Yeah, yeah. That's a good idea, actually. Yeah. Tight-ass uh, tips around uh, influences or, you know, because that's the thing, a lot of people now that are, you know, are coming up with ideas uh, and the influencing. The, the idea there is to uh, have a book so you can show you're an expert. Yeah, yeah, yeah true. Uh, yeah. Or, a, or a podcast. Or a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, uh, well, I was going to say, actually, with yeah. what you were saying before, um, with accountants helping clients, like you helped your client um, with uh, him having an unexpected birth, um, that's a good segue into the Business Accounting Expo and what you're going to be discussing yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm very intrigued as an, as an accountant um, in how I can actually be helping my clients um, with their life planning. And so, whether that's estate planning or establishing wills or uh, making sure they've got the right insurances, uh, it's not something we're currently doing, but we... Obviously, as, as you would know, we see people every day and see gaps um, and areas where um, they don't have protection in place or plans in place. So, um, yeah, is that, the, what you, is that the message you're sort of going to be delivering at, at the uh, expo in March? It is. So, Sholto McPherson actually helped in uh, review planning plan B when I wrote it. Oh, nice. Oh, cool. And, uh, and so the topics that are talking about are still more, again, so they are that forward planning. So there's, yeah. statistically they're saying in the next uh, two, one to two decades, $3 trillion in wealth that will be transferred. And so wow. again, when you, you know, if you're thinking about that, it obviously there's all tax implications, there's yeah. uh, you know, family dynamics. And so there's so much that's going to be involved from tax compliance point of view, Definitely. from wealth. Uh, you know, financial planning, yeah. uh, different insurances. So it's really what's available technology-wise to help accountants with that process. Mm. And I've, uh, it, I think, through the resource, uh, the researching for the book, I've learnt a lot as well around uh, both estate planning and wills. And yeah. and I, I really feel with artificial intelligence. So when you look at what available with machine learning. So anything that can be, you know, automated will be. Hmm. So it's only a matter of time before, you know, financial settlements are impacted by, you know, at the moment someone gets divorced, uh, you provide all the information in a paper format, uh, then that goes, you know, six months, nothing's happened, oh, well, now we need to update all the information. So there's a range of uh, technology out there and it's working out really which is the one that best suits your firm 
and yeah, your, cool. your clients. Uh, so I'm tr- it was interesting actually. So I've, I use quite a few yeah. uh, different ones that I've, uh, they have estate planning courses. So mm. a couple that you'd go and for a day learn about some of the issues that you need to be aware of, how you talk to clients about things. Okay. And then uh, there might be another day of webinars and so then you're an accredited estate planner uh, facilitator. So mm, you, right. you make sure you don't have that legal risk. And then, right. so I'm on my website, uh, I've got one now in terms of the online will. So a few of them have some really good know your client information as well, yeah. how you get that information prepared. Okay. Uh, and then you run, you know, it's all about scenarios for the person. So if someone mm. thinks they might just be able to have a $50 will, but in fact, they've got a minor child, the ex-husband might be uh, married. Um, yeah. So I'm sort of thinking of an example at the moment. So a friend that owns an apartment has got an eight-year-old, uh, sorry, nine-year-old daughter, mm-hmm. and the her ex has two children from his first marriage and a 24-year-old new wife. Mm. And so in that scenario, you really want a testament to trust. You know, you, you, if something happens to her, she would want her money to be there for a daughter. Yeah. Where as it stands at the moment, even if he's got a simple will, she's not having that conversation with anybody. Mm. And so, yes, she thinks it might be going to the daughter, but she's a minor and it won't. So it's, True. Yeah, it'll be contested. So it's how True. do you go about uh, putting in place, or how do you, I think accountants are typically not very good at um, what we see as selling. Yeah, and yeah. so how do you have those conversations that you can actually have a person explain that you know, a $50 will isn't actually going to help you. You may as well not yeah. bother doing anything. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and and you know, so that's a lot of the courses that the lawyers are providing online now uh, help with that information. So there'll be fact finds, getting information that uh, we need. And you know, I think accountants are in the, the perfect spot to actually be doing that information because we know how the structures work. We know what tax implications are there. Where quite often I've seen in financial settlements, in particular with divorces, that you know, you know I've used clients have used the best lawyers that are there and they don't understand uh, mm. buybacks or deemed dividends or yeah. some of the rules that, you know, can be changed and mm. contingent liabilities of, you know, retained profits and things. So yeah. it's, uh, I think we've got a perfect place for it. And as we are doing less of the so-called data entry work, yeah. we, you know, you do just tend to be more forward thinking. So whether Definitely. that's forward thinking in terms of cash flow planning, business planning, growth, whether it's forward planning and contingency planning. So I think both of those are yeah. the key yeah. areas of growth. Definitely. I think it's so great. When, mm. when I started looking, uh, just I looked at the state planning technology just the other day, and it's, I could not believe what's there already in Australia, and they weren't even the ones that I am aware of and I've done. And oh, I, really? It's, yeah. It's, it, it, we sort of, the legal industry, I think, with the adoption of technology is a little bit behind accounting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's that age-old, their starting point still further ahead than when we started. So yeah. they're jumping straight into AI. So there's a, a gentleman by the name of Adrian Cartland. And uh, so I, I'm a, a Twitter stalker. As him, <laughs> as now. Nice. And so he's got a program called iLira. Yeah. And, and it's all AI uh, law. And so he's got an online wheel that you can do through Facebook chatbots. Oh. <laughs> Jeez. So there's, yeah. Wow. <laughs> interesting. Wow. Yeah, that is very interesting and uh, definitely something that uh, accountants and you know anyone really should be should be aware of of the of the uh, the changes in that industry and and also you know us as accountants need to be looking forward for our clients and thinking you know mm. looking for those well, moments where you think you, you really need this. Um, mm. Let me help you with it. Yeah. Um, yeah. F- for sure. Uh, so just. Uh, Quickly, um, you know, obviously we're we're wary of your time as well. Uh, you're also a co-founder of Accountech Global, um, which which is a great uh, initiative promoting women in accounting and, and finance. Is want want to you know just quickly tell us about that? Thanks. Well, the start of this year, I founded an organisation with uh, Kelly Tard and Lynette Kalia. Yep. And it really came about. I think for me personally, I entered the in review top 100 accounting firms, and a large part of why I've done that, I always used to do the BRW top 100 where mm. I was previously, is it actually the process of thinking about, uh, again, the questions that are asked are growth questions, what are you doing? So again, it's like an enforced exercise in 
being accountable to somebody about your numbers and what you're wanting to do. Yeah. And as a result of that process, I was shocked to learn that I was only one of two firms that entered, there were 143, that were solely owned by females. And they did a lot of statistics around uh, partners and graduates. So at the moment, you know, in terms of graduation, a graduating accountant is probably 50-50 split, pretty mm. even. Okay. And, and yet at a partner level, it's sort of like 14% uh, mm. female compared to, to men. So it's sort of like, well, what's happening along the way? That yeah. sort of started for me, you know, how can I help um, show people that you can still create a business and have flexibility? And yeah. as you know, if, if you are a chartered accountant and you're doing things, and you're compliant, there's so much involved. And so being on top of all the tax technical side of things, the accounting, plus now the technology, mm. it, it is quite hard um, when you're doing it on your, on your own. Yeah. And so the organisation is also, we're going to events and there's quite often uh, you know, predominantly male panels and yet the majority of users using accounting technology, particularly given the bookkeeping industry, mm. are women. So it really was around how do we help promote women that have the knowledge and the ability to to want to speak up and be involved. So there was a, a bit of pushback saying, well, we can't find good female speakers. And it's then, well, <laughs> are there no good female speakers or mm. do they lack confidence? Or, so what, what's stopping mm. What's the issue, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's sort of, it's evolving. We don't, it's not exclusive of men. We kind of very much, uh, everything, the three of us all really believe that we want to, you know, we we all love technology and, mm. and adopting that for ourselves and for our clients. That's sort of the key driver. But then, how do we also have events? For example, our inaugural golf day is going to be at Bondi, which is known for a hackers course. So if you're a serious golfer, you'd say mm-hmm. that's not a course. Yeah. Player. <laughs> I've played Bondi. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> so you know it's a fun course. It's a beautiful yes. spot. Yeah. So it's it's very much chosen deliberately to be in an environment that typically is a, an accounting industry networking event mm. that it loses people that feel that they're self-conscious, they don't want to be seen to be, you know, not yeah. being out of play. Yeah. Yeah. And so by, yeah, so by still having it in an environment that, you know, is still a, a typical event, but making it more inclusive. So that's what we're trying to do, just make things that inclusive. might necessarily be, yeah, they're not deliberately trying to exclude people, but by their nature are. So what we're trying to do is with three yeah. women organising events, we're going to be a little bit more leaning towards you know, we might have a yoga event, for example, or, cool. you know, in wine bars and things. So it's nice. just a different approach that, um, that we're hoping to bring. It's weird. Like, bring. so far, I'm all for all of those events. Yeah, so <laughs> I was actually just thinking, you know, I, I normally don't go to the golf events and things because yeah. I'm just rubbish at, you know, I don't drink beer and I'm rubbish at golf, but a yoga event, now that's something I can get behind. Uh, so Dan well, would be all over it, especially if you were giving out Cosmos as yeah. well. Dan's favorite drink is the Cosmos. <laughs> well, uh, we've, we've been looking at, uh, I think it's pronounced Frosé, so it's a frozen rosé. Oh, yes, have a drink bar. Oh, it's, uh, yes. I'm 100% in on this. <laughs> okay, well, now, there's a registration link that uh, is the, so our website for that is yeah. account tech, so it's account T-E-K, yep, yep. Uh, 1T global, and there's a, a registration form there. So we've actually, we've, we've been blown away by the support that we've got from the accounting uh, technology company so yeah. we've actually got That's all awesome. nine sponsors are on board awesome. and and so a part of that as well is actually we're involved with the practice admission uh top 50 women in accounting yeah we, so yeah we're, we're pretty we've, we've been excited about that yeah we've just uh just been introduced to uh brooke um right. pi actually and uh yeah we're, we're potentially gonna get her on the podcast for a chat sometime soon to talk about it mm. should be good well, that's going to be announced International Women's Day, so, so it, it is something I think again this year. Uh, so it was, it was a fantastic initiative. Um, I'm, I'm kind of guessing it would have been Trent that brought it in uh, last year, Trent McLaren. But yeah. I, I think by having uh, Brooke run it, and then even just with sort of the three females judging, the, the, the number of applications have already exceeded. Of what they had last year, and we still got a, a couple of weeks to go. So, yeah. it's certainly something if someone knows a woman in accounting that they're, they're doing amazing things for people, and if they can nominate them, the judging process will be anonymous. We won't be seeing cool. names as to, to who we're looking at because obviously we know yeah. a lot of people in the industry. That's yeah. awesome. And, um, and it, it, I, I felt in the past, 
a bit self-conscious about ever putting myself into something like that. Yeah. Uh, to me, it's sort of, oh, I don't want to showing off or it's, you know, it's mm. uh, self-nominated events. But I've really started to change my opinion on that. And the more of us that actually show to other people that what we're doing, it provides role models for, for younger yeah. generations coming through or even cool. our own peers. You're going to go, well, actually, if she can do that, I can do it too. Yeah, I, yeah. Think, I think it's 100% right. It's, uh, yeah, hmm. I think, um, you know, the, the more the more people we see in those positions and the more people we see um, winning those awards, the more normal it is to think, yeah, I can, I can check my name in the ring mm. um, for the people, you know, for the, there might be accountants, um, women out there who, who, as you said, in the past didn't feel like they should do it. Um, it's important to have these things out there. Yeah. Mm. Well, actually, yesterday I was, uh, when I was at Microsoft Ignite, I went and spoke to a woman. So that day, their event was actually, they had a diversity uh, and technology session, and it was quite interesting hearing from they had NAB Microsoft uh, woman and another business owner that uh, she's now set up a, an own tech company. Yeah, and their okay. view is obviously around quotas and and what it changed. But I approached someone from Adobe who was uh, at one of the stands, and just you know, to obviously Zero's announced the integration with Adobe Financial Statements in the coming, or with Adobe with the tax. And just talking to her, and when you hear what you know, what Adobe can do. So we've all got a subscription to Adobe if we're using Zero Tax. Yeah. Mm. But no one really fully knows how to use it. Like I find it's one of those products that's not that intuitive. You can use the basic levels yeah. of it. Mm. And so I said to her, oh, "Would you come and speak at an event?" And she said, "Oh no, I don't. I couldn't stand up in front of people." Mm. And I was like, sitting in a booth, you know, I mean, like, what's yeah, the difference? exactly. <laughs> totally confident woman. Yeah. And and I said, oh, what about if it's more like a round table discussion? So it, it's even learning to sometimes put people in an environment where they feel comfortable because you have so much knowledge mm. the head of their strategic partnerships and things, and oh, yeah. Uh, and yet yeah, won't put herself out there. So it's wow. how do you create environments that you know people that otherwise might not share their information feel comfortable in doing so? Yeah, oh, that's cool. That's brilliant. I think it's a great initiative and anything we can do ever to uh, yeah. support it in any way, just just let us know. We'd love Definitely. you to have you back on if you've got anything on or anything like that just to yeah. to, to uh, discuss it further. But uh, uh, it's probably probably time we quickly wrap it up with some other things um, yeah, so, other so you things. can get back to work. Uh, <laughs> uh, my yeah. other thing quickly is uh, another podcast. I've been listening to a lot of podcasts lately. And this one is Conan O'Brien's podcast. Conan O'Brien, obviously, late night talk show host for many mm. years. Um, he's got a podcast that's called Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. And mm -hmm. every week he interviews people. You know, obviously he's used to someone coming on, they have a prearranged joke, essentially. They talk for six minutes and then that person leaves. <laughs> um, so his the whole idea around this podcast is, I don't know if any of these people are my friends. We act friendly, but I, I don't think we're friends. <laughs> so he brings people on that are famous, you know, yeah. um, uh, could be Adam Sandler, all, all these people. And, and basically they have an hour long chat. And at the end he kind of asks, hey, are we friends? <laughs> Like, could we do this without microphones? And <laughs> yeah, great. it's really good. That's great. I like that concept. Yeah. What about you, Kylie? Have you got another thing? Or well, I actually, I, I, something just popped up on my screen. I shouldn't be looking, but uh, multitasking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that's nice. And it was uh, a potential new client, and she said uh, she needs some tax information because she is applying for a grant for a prosthetic wig. Oh. oh wow, that's <laughs> so interesting. Yeah, a prosthetic. Did you say wig? Leg. Yeah. Leg. Oh, a, pros a, a prosthetic wig. Oh, a wig. wig. I thought you said leg. A wig. <laughs> yeah, no, a wig. A wig. Wow. Yeah. What, what is a prosthetic yeah. wig? I wonder. Like, I you know, don't the, know. The, the, like someone obviously doesn't have hair for various medical reasons or whatever. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. They make all these wigs out of human hair and stuff. Like they're so expensive. Maybe... They're not cheap. It's a right. synthetic. I didn't realize there was grants available for them. So, yeah, there's so yeah, the questions that we get to field as accountants. I think people think <laughs> that we just sit there and do data entry. Oh, but I know. Uh, no, we get it's, to. Yeah, yeah every day there's something new. Yeah, definitely. There is. Definitely. Uh, yeah. Tim, oh, what's your other one. thing? Yeah. Um, my other thing. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, on the vein, in the vein of empowering people, um, AFLW. So, I'm a huge AFL fan, Kylie. And um, the AFLW has been going around for a few years now. Yeah. But um, just from a grassroots level, I know a lot of um, 
uh, friends who have gotten into playing AFL now who, who are females. Mm. Um, I haven't quite convinced my wife yet <laughs> to have a run. I reckon Jane would be good on the field. She'd <laughs> let, let a lot of anger out. On she, the... <laughs> she'd be too aggressive for her own good, I think. She, she lacks a lot of size. So <laughs> yeah. she'll, she'll end up with injuries yeah, for I sure. Yeah, I think you're right. Like you, she, She'd be very aggressive, but... Mm. Um, yeah, but it's just so good to see them get involved. And even my own uh, local club, uh, it's just been improved so much by the presence of women in, mm. in the club because um, it just brings it all together. We used yeah. to have events and it was just all guys. Mm. But it's just so much better with the girls team in there as well. Yeah. Um, the dynamic is improved. Change for the better. Yeah. So, awesome. um, yeah, so I just thought I'd... Uh, um, That's a good example. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. it's great. And... Um, and it's really good to see all the guys get around the girls when they're playing and yeah. um, and help them out and a couple of the guys are coaching their team and it's awesome. Yeah, so hopefully that just continues to grow and the AFLW and all the all the other women's sports are setting a mm. great example for uh, and it's it's really exciting for one day if I have a if I have a daughter, you can go watch AFL. Oh games. yeah, I can take it to the <laughs> AFL. Whereas like in the past, I was like, oh, you know, I'd really love to get involved with junior sports. Maybe yeah. if I have a boy or something like that, but. Um, fantastic to think that I can get involved with AFL if I have a daughter one day too. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Which is really cool. Yeah, I hope you have kids, Tim, that never want to play sports. <laughs> it's it's likely, <laughs> it's likely, but uh, yeah. yeah, we'll see. All right, well that's that probably brings us to the end. Uh, you can find us normally where you find us on Twitter at Too Drunk Podcast, uh, Facebook Too Drunk Accountants. Send us an email uh, to com. We've been loving everyone's comments and, and questions. We'll, we'll get to everyone's questions as we go. And uh, yeah, and we'd really appreciate it if you jumped on wherever you listen and give us a, a rating and uh, a subscribe and uh, give us a, a five-star rating would be great. And uh, uh, Kylie, uh, are, you, are you on the socials? You're posting things around? We see you on Twitter occasionally. I, I do have a Twitter addiction. I uh, <laughs> can't deny it. It's <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah. I, uh, my highlights of my day are when uh, Mike Cannon Brooks comments on uh, anything that I'm writing. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I've had a bit of a stout with uh, Alex Turnbull, so I think it gives you a lot really? of people. Yeah. So you're getting yeah. out of it. So, so if, if people want to see you, your antics on the Twitter then, what's your Twitter <laughs> handle? <laughs> it's at Lotus Accounts, A-double-C-T-S. Awesome, nice. cool. And uh, we, we've uh, mentioned the web addresses for your book and everything earlier, but we'll post that on our uh, on our socials as well, just to let everyone know where to find it. Yep. But uh, yeah, thanks heaps for coming on the podcast, and we hope people uh, are inspired to come to uh, the Accounting Business Expo and, and hear what you've got to say, and also uh, get involved with the Accountech Global stuff. Mm. Thank you. I'll, uh, I'll have a drink tonight to... Uh to celebrate our drunk podcast. Yeah, yeah. Next time, next time we'll host yeah. this in the afternoon and uh, yeah, and have a beverage and see where that heads as well. That'll be great. <laughs> cool. Are you going to the expo, actually? Uh, we probably are. Um, we really yeah. should. We really should, considering we're a, we're a partner of it. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we didn't go last year, so we really should. Uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're keen on it. We're probably. obviously speaking to you and to Andrew last um, the other day, and we've got a few other interviews lined up. Um, yeah, it's definitely in, in sounds like um, a lot of good content. We we, we want to go and um, yeah. hear what people have to say. So maybe we can catch up with you at the expo. That'd be cool. Yeah, well, it, it, it is the one place that you can just get access to so much information. Yeah, yeah. awesome. Definitely. Yeah, All right. Okay. Well, thanks, thanks for the, thanks for that, and uh, thanks, everybody out there, we'll uh, catch you later. later.